This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Let's talk about Rutgers football. Yeah, well, look, it's a lot better than what it was like five years ago. We can agree on that. I guess so. It wasn't pretty. Q, they went 8-5 and five in 2014, okay. and then from 2015 to 2020, Rutgers won a total of 13 games. They won a total of 13 games mm-hmm. in a six-year span. And then uh, last season, they went 5-8, and 2-7 and seven in conference play. They did go to a bowl game, however. They played Wake Forest due to COVID issues. Even with five wins, they were able to play in a bowl game. So great for Greg Schiano and those players that they were able to get to a bowl, get some extra practices under their belt, build mm-hmm. some momentum coming into this season. When you look at this team, Quentin, Greg Schiano wants to build a physical football team. Mm-hmm. When he had Rutgers back in their heyday, man, they were a balanced team who could control their line of scrimmage and run the rock. I sure. mean, when Ray Rice was there, they were running the ball 40 times a Wouldn't game. you if you had Ray Rice there? Uh, yeah. uh, he, was, he was good in college. He was. And uh, their, their offense, they were the worst team on third down efficiency last season in the Big Ten. And they couldn't run the ball all that well. They didn't pass the ball all that well. Their quarterback, Noah Vedrill, only 1,800 yards through the air, seven touchdowns, seven interceptions. He comes back, so he's going to have to be much better through the air. Now, he is a really good runner. He was second on Rutgers' team last year in running the ball, so he's a solid dual threat. They're going to try and run him and then hope that he can make the passes when he needs to make them when the defense sucks in. They lose Isaiah Pacheco, who was their leading rusher last season, Mm -hmm. but... Greg Schiano's done a nice job of getting some veteran backs into that program who'll be able to step in and take over. The receiving core has got some interesting pieces, too. Eric Cruxshank's back. He's a speedy, little shifty receiver that they have. Mm-hmm. He's on special teams, returns punts and kicks. Taj Harris comes over from Syracuse. Sean Ryan from West Virginia. So they have some experienced guys at wide receiver. Vedrill's the key, though. He's obviously going to need to be better as a passer. He's going to need to stay efficient as a runner. But that Rutgers O-line is the key, Q, because we know in the Big Ten, when they go up against Wisconsin and Iowa and Minnesota and Ohio State and Michigan and Penn State mm-hmm. in October and November, when the weather's not great and it's cold out, yep. they got to hold their own. Now, defensively— Hold on, let's let's stick, let's stay at offensive line yes. for a second because that was one of my points. You're absolutely correct. The offensive line is bad. Yeah, not but good. look what they did though. They signed seven high school linemen during the 2022 cycle and landed four high-profile transfers. So as much work that they could do to address that offensive line, I mean, they went. Well, I was going to say something I said around my football guys back in the day, but I can't say that. They went all in. <laughs> they went all in to address the offensive line. Um, so I will say that with the question mark, not saying those guys are going to be good, but they really they swung for the fences in the in the transfer portal as well as. Sent out a ton of offers for their offensive line uh, help. And, you know, they landed a few talented guys. So that's all I had to say about the offensive line. But, yeah, that's it. Well said. The defense now, Q, when you look at that side of the ball, it just simply has to be better. They allowed close to 400 yards per game last season. They were the worst pass defense efficiency-wise in the Big Ten. 
Their secondary does have some nice pieces. Their experience back there, Avery Young could be a pro prospect, Christian Eisen, and they force a lot of turnovers. They're opportunistic. Now, the pass rush is the key. Since they're at Rutgers, they can't recruit these Michigan guys, Ohio State guys, Penn State. So they're smaller D-line, but they rely on their quickness and their schemes. Greg Schiano is a really good defensive coach. Mm-hmm. So they got to rely on that, and they have to pressure their opposing quarterback so that their secondary behind them doesn't have to cover for as long and create even more turnovers. Yeah. When we get into the win total, though, which is four and a half, and we look at this schedule, Q, it's tough, man. Bro, it's, it's a t- tough schedule. Their bad. only guaranteed lock winner is Wagner, week two at home. Yeah, it's bad. I mean, that's the only one. They're at BC as their non-conference, at Temple as their non-conference. Two games they could win or they could lose. Probably not going to beat BC. Probably will beat Temple, but you don't know. And then they got no favors in the Big Ten. No. They have to play Iowa this year. They obviously have to play Ohio State and Michigan and Penn State and Michigan State since they're in the Big Ten East. But it's going to be tough, Q. I mean, maybe they can beat Indiana at home. <laughs> that could be a win. I can't see how you get to five wins, though. Hey, I man. can't see it. This is an under for me. Yeah, this got to be under, PJ. It's not even fairly close. I don't Wh- think so either. Where's Greg Schiano from, New Jersey? Yeah. Yeah, man. You might as well go ahead and start planning your vacation. Because you go into Boston College to open up the season. First and foremost, they're not beating the Eagles week one. And they're not like the literally, because we think about this team, I'm all over the place right now. But it just excites me how bad a team is. <laughs> so when you think about like think about this, right? They would have to essentially have a perfect non-conference record for them to be bowl eligible. Correct. So that means that. If you lost to the Eagles week one, you would then have to, if you're Rutgers, pull off an upset somewhere else down the road in the Big Ten East with Iowa, Minnesota. Is Rutgers beating Iowa or Minnesota? They're not winning any of their road games. They're not beating Ohio State, Minnesota, Michigan State, or Maryland on the road. They're not winning any of those games. No. They're not beating Penn State at home, and they're not beating Michigan at home. So it comes down to Indiana. So what are we talking about then, PJ? Because they ain't getting to five. Well, that's the reason it's four and a half is because Vegas is looking at Indiana, Nebraska, Temple, Wagner, and BC. Yeah. Those are the games. And they figure if you can't beat BC, maybe you get an upset somewhere down the road. Minnesota, Penn State, Maryland, something like that. But Q, I can't. I can't. I think they get three wins. Now, I will say, PJ, they might. Look, if they beat BC week one, we might be screwed, though. Because they could beat Maryland at the end of the season. I like what Jeff Hapley's building, though. Chestnut Hill, Q. Maryland I don't stinks. think they're build, beating BC, they man. They might beat Penn State. Maybe. See, that's the thing, too. The Penn Big Ten, as grueling as it is, there's going to be some letdown spots. Yeah. And we talked about that with, like, Oregon State and Stanford, how they could catch some teams napping. That could be Rutgers' formula for success, is maybe they get, like, a nice sandwich spot where they can catch somebody sleeping. Yeah. I don't know, because even Penn State on the worst day, Sean Clifford gonna go out there and torch it. I don't know. I can't. I can't get. I can't give the over. If you're you're going officially under though, officially under. Yeah, they're they're gonna have three wins. I will lean maybe four. I will lean under, but no official play for me because I do know Maryland is on that schedule. In Maryland, what can go wrong will go wrong with my Terps. Yeah. Now Rutgers defense, you were talking about their defense wasn't great. Tenth, they ranked tenth or worse in the Big Ten in four major team categories. But also, they had three Power 5 wins last year. I know. 
They held opponents to 14 points or fewer with a combined plus nine turnover margin. Michigan, at half, they had just one score. They play some really decent defense. They do. And if you can play good defense, you can be in any game. And, and that's what is going for Rutgers, is the fact that they could catch teams who aren't treating them with respect. But I don't know how much I trust in that offensive no, line. I, it takes a long time to build offensive prowess. You can't build def- You can't build a defense overnight. Well, you can't, but not offense. We're taking the under.